What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. Cheers to anybody that's here already. Um, <laughs> I just started. What am I talking about? Uh, I need this drink today, though, because today marks just a day of a shit week, but also a good week. I don't know. There's been good things and bad things happening all week long. Me and technology have not gotten along this week. That's why I need this drink more than ever. So I'm going to take a sip and try to forget all that bullshit. But I will let you know what happened. So, <laughs> obviously, um, if you know me, uh, I work. My work has to do with technology, right? I do a lot of things with a lot of stuff. A lot of technical stuff. So, <laughs> I've had... The week, like just the week from hell. I don't know what's going on. Everything's going wrong. Um, good stuff though this week. Uh, I got a new laptop. Um, it's pretty dope. I'm super excited. Uh, hey, thanks, Patrick, man. Good to see you here, brother. I appreciate uh the condolences on the stupid week, but uh, it's it's gonna get better, bro. And um, hey, I'm gonna hit you up soon because not. I mean, there's a bigger pay-per-view going on, and I got some ideas. So if you're up for it, be ready, bro. Uh, so glad to see you in the chat, though. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the good things, like I said, I got a new laptop, so I'm in the process of trying to move things over, get things ready. But that's tough, man. There's, a, there's so much that I do that goes into this podcast. I mean, and I'm not just saying that so people are like, oh, oh you know. But it, it's it's one of those things where there's just so many things that are involved. And I, ha I have everything set up already on my existing laptop. So it's, it's kind of easy, you know, like easy to know where everything is, making sure everything goes in the right places. But getting a new laptop means I got to move everything around. <laughs> and it's not as easy as it sounds. So I did... I, I did the Rumble podcast like I normally do on Tuesday, and I used I got the laptop on Tuesday. I was able to get it together and ready enough to do the Rumble podcast because I, I don't host that podcast. I'm just one of the guys on it, and I don't control that stream or anything like that, so I got a lot less to worry about. But, uh, you know, with this podcast, I host it, I stream it, I put everything together for it, so there's a lot that goes into it. Um, Tommy's the one that does everything for the other podcast, so that's all on him. So I was able to get it up and running for that, but I need some time. And between work being crazy and everything else being crazy, I yeah, I started the week off in New Mexico, um, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, with all that being said, I, I have my laptop. It's it's sitting right here next to me, all pretty and nice and ready to go. It handles shit very well from what I saw on Tuesday. My CPU usage is way better. I'm not going to get into nerd talk here, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's way better. Um, it's just a cool-ass laptop, too. It's it's a gaming laptop, so, I mean, it looks cool, and it, it's, it, it's pretty durable from what it looks like, which is good because I travel with it. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to get it all together. Next week, this time next week, I will have that shit going. I will have it ready. And then when I have guests on, when I do the Watch Party podcasts, all that stuff, 
everything I feel like is going to run way smoother and we're not going to have any of that lag or any of that shit. Um, I, I feel pretty good about that. So, uh, and I was about to get rid of these things on the bottom of my screen here because they take up a lot of CPU usage, but not anymore. Um, when I, when I have that laptop, I'm gonna be good. So yeah, uh, those are the good things. Um, it's just a, a hassle, you know, getting everything together and stuff. But other than that, I mean, I got a new watch, fucking thing doesn't work, uh, not the way it should. So that's another one of my struggles. I came home on Tuesday. I went, I left Monday morning for New Mexico. I got there, did my work, took the next day to drive back, got home and it was like over a just overwhelming amounts of anxiety for me with trying to get the laptop ready to do the podcast at night, uh, trying to get my watch uh, set up and ready to go, um, all kinds of stuff. I'm just doing too much. That's my problem. I'm doing too much. That's why I got to have a drink and chill the fuck out, right? <laughs> I just got to stop doing so much and putting so much on my plate. But anyway, um, you know, Work stuff has been nuts. I was stuck. I, I had to work late yesterday. I got stuck uh, troubleshooting some stuff, and it was just a nightmare. But I'm here. Um, I was struggling today to get all this together and ready. But uh, cheers, Clark. What's up, bro? Um, but uh, I struggled, and, and but I'm here, and I got everything done, and I'm excited for this show. Uh, I'm going to have... Um, Obviously, going to do a recap of uh, UFC 285 because that was a fantastic card. A lot of great fights. We had a damn, me and Clark and everyone else in my house had a damn good time uh, watching these fights. I mean, there was some surprises. There was some excitement. Um, not so much downtime, boring stuff, which is good. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of good shit. And we got a couple new champs, which is badass. And. Yeah, overall, good night of fights. Um, I'm excited to break that down, so that'll be coming up here soon. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, oh, and then I'll be going over uh, UFC Fight Night 221. So this is a Vegas fight, but it's not an Apex fight, uh, which is awesome because that means they're going to have a crowd. Apparently, it's in the Virgin Hotels. I don't even know what that is, but... Who gives a shit? It's not the apex with no crowd and no background sound and just some fucking, I don't know, you know, the apex stuff. I'm not big on it. So anyway, that's good. And we got some other news going on. So yeah, uh, I'm ready. I need to get down there for a fight soon. Yeah, dude, I, we fucking miss you too, bro. I feel like it's been forever. Uh, you know, you haven't been on the podcast in a bit and that's kind of my fault. I haven't asked you to either for a while, but, uh, yeah, I need to get you back on the podcast. You need to get down here and watch some fights with us. And, you know, then we'll we'll have some stuff to talk about. It'll be badass. And catch up and just fucking hang out, man. It's been way too long. Um Yeah. See see that Clark's letting the cat out the bag right now. But yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to have a podcast with you and Clark, my my two returning guests that have been on the most. Um Clark wants to do one with you, so I think it'd be a good one. So, yeah, everyone be looking out for that because um, I have a date in mind. I'll get in touch with these fools and let them know, and hopefully Patrick's down. I know Clark is. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we'll get another – we'll get a fucking three-person podcast going. It'll be pretty dope. 
Uh, I'm excited for that one. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. Like I said, um, we'll get into some overall news and and stuff uh, before we get into the recap of 285. So here we go. Let's get it going. This week, we've got Bellator. Uh, you know, there's Bellator's. It's one of those uh, one of those uh, cards that's just. It's it's okay, not a bad card. Um, again, you know, no one ever knows when the hell Bellator's happening because they don't promote the shit out of it like the UFC does. But if you're following it and looking for it, it's there. So, um, at least this poster tells you what time it's at. I think, yeah, it does. Friday, March 10th. So that'll be tomorrow, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on Showtime. Uh, it is a pretty decent card, like I said. We got a good headliner with Usman Nurmagomedov, who is, uh, uh, he is Khabib's cousin. So that if you're like, uh, I recognize that name, that would be why. So, uh, yeah, we got him. He's the champ right now in the lightweight division fighting, uh, Benson Henderson. And if you've been a fan of the UFC for a while, you know, Benson Henderson, he's been around for a bit and, uh, he did some good things in the UFC and then he moved on to Bellator. So he's fighting for the lightweight championship belt tomorrow night. Uh, I think this is in San Jose, if I remember correctly, uh, in the Shark Tank, I think. So that's dope. Um, that's like a staple place for the Bellator to happen. It's like their home turf. Um, but yeah, we also got, um, <clears throat> oof, that I was going to. Off there, uh, uh, Yama, Yama. Oh man, I get Yochi Yama Ushi. I think his name is. <laughs> he is. He, he's a submission artist, uh, big time submission player. He's got great submissions. He, all of his fights wind up on the ground, and if you get on the ground with him, it's it's a bad bad day for you. So uh, we've got him fighting MVP. So MVP is back after his BKFC fight that he lost. And, you know, if you know who Michael Venom Page is, you know he brings the fire. And he's always uh, out there doing some crazy, wacky, just, he's he's a showman. That's what he does. Um, everything from his striking in the middle of the fight, as you can see, to his uh, celebrations um, when he wins. You know, he, he showed he was a good sportsman when he lost in the BKFC and he gave uh, Mike Perry his props. And he also said that, you know, uh, with this upcoming card in April with uh, Luke Rockhold and um, and Eddie Alvarez showing up uh, as new fighters in the BKFC to fight uh, Mike Perry and um, um, not Michael Chandler. Um, oh, my God. Why did I just blank on his name? Ah, damn it. Anyway, um, so Venom said that, you know, uh, Luke Rockhold better be ready because Mike Perry is pretty much a pro in the BKFC right now. He knows what the fuck is up. He knows what he's doing. He makes it a dogfight. Um, and, you know, with with having that experience of going in there and not having done it before against a guy who knows that ring and knows that format, he's like, you know, Luke Rockhold has, uh, he's got something coming to him, so... We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know if anybody saw this, remembers it or whatever, but um, this is against Cyborg, the male Cyborg. Uh, MVP did this flying, crazy flying knee. This was a few years back, 
and actually crushed his skull in the in the top of the forehead. That's where that knee landed. That's why he falls back and holds his head. That actually like crushed his skull in with that knee, which is insane. And then MVP went on to do some crazy fucking uh uh what's it called? Damn it. Um I don't know, Pokemon. Some Pokemon uh <laughs> it was like a it was like a Pokemon celebration. It was pretty crazy. But anyway, I think that was his fight um, that he did that one on. Because uh, I kept thinking like, damn, dude, you just fucked this dude up bad. Like you could tell he's really hurting. And then you go some do some crazy stupid celebration. But that's MVP. Like I said, he's a showman. He's there to fucking show you what's up. So yeah, you got this fight on that card as well. Um, MVP always brings the heat, like I said, so that should be a good fight. If he can stay off the ground and keep it on the feet, he's, he's, you know, he's got a good thing coming, but you better watch out if, uh, Yamaushi, <laughs> I think that's how you say his name, uh, if he gets him to the ground, uh, gotta catch him all, yeah, <laughs> fucking Pokemon. Hey, and he was catching him that night, man. That was a crazy celebration. Look that shit up. Um, MVP versus Cyborg in Bellator. You'll see it all. But this was crazy. Watching him do this and seeing the, the x-ray of uh, Cyborg's head after the fact. You could just see it caved in and just all the cracks. It's insane. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, Usman Nurmagomedov, the, the lightweight champion right now. This is uh, how he, I think how he got the belt from Patricky Pitbull. Uh, he just took him apart, man. And uh, he's in Nurmagomedov for sure, but he's got striking. And yeah, I, I'm not sure that Benton Henderson has what it takes to uh, hang with a Nurmagomedov because uh, Benton's a badass, but um, just to get down with uh, Usman being in that Nurmagomedov family, you know he's a badass. And I just saw that he's got a uh, just a fucking murderer's row of a corner. You know, Khabib's not there anymore because he's not... He's not cornering anybody. He retired from the sport altogether. I know he trains in Dagestan with his, you know, his people and his, you know, his team and and friends and family and all that. And he invites people like, uh, he invited Cyril Ghan actually to go to Dagestan and train with them. And he said, give him a couple months and he'll come out of there, you know, knowing what to do with the wrestling and the grappling. So that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty good uh, invitation, if you ask me. So, Cyril Gon might want to take advantage of that because, as we, as we all know by now, I'm sure that uh, he doesn't know what he's doing on the ground. Uh, he can't get him. He can't get up. He can't stay off the ground. It's not good for him. So, maybe he'll take him up on that. Anyway, uh, moving on to Benson Henderson. Um, he's kind of like MVP, but he's more of a humble type. You know, he does all the crazy. Uh, crazy strikes and kicks. He's a, uh, you know, the low percentage stuff. He does a lot because, you know, I mean, he's taking a chance doing shit like this. Some capoeira shit. So um, my boy JJ knows all about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Benson's always doing some stuff like this. This is him beating Peter Quilly, which was that was a damn good fight, actually. And uh, yeah, Benson still got it. Um. He's up there in the ancient stuff, and he's a he's a true vet. He's been around for a long time, but uh, he's a good dude, and I uh, 
yeah, you know, I'm always rooting for him. I, I like Usman. He's a younger guy, up and coming, just badass, like ready to hold the belt for a long time. Uh, what am I saying, up and coming? He's there because he's got the belt. But you know what I mean? Like, he definitely has what it takes. He he won the belt, and he's and he's looking to keep the belt for a long time. So, uh, let's see if Benton gives him any kind of fits at all. Uh, yeah, so I'll be watching out for that one again. That's tomorrow night uh, on Showtime. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. Oh, wait, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Whatever. I, why am I promoting it, man? I don't work for him. <laughs> it's just something I remembered. So I actually said it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyway, other piece of combat sports news. I don't know if anyone saw this during the fights. Um, or I'm sure by now you've seen it on social media. But uh, yeah, they, they did a filming. This is Jake Gyllenhaal and Jay Heron who was actually a UFC fighter back in the day, turned, uh, what do you call it, uh, stuntman, actually. So he's been in movies with Denzel and a bunch of other people. He definitely parlayed his career into a, you know, a, a stuntman slash acting career, which is badass because Jay Heron was, he was, a, he was a notable name when he was in the UFC. You know, he was a badass, but he didn't go, he didn't rise to the top. He wasn't like, you know, one of those big, big fighters that was up there in contention all the time but you know uh he's a good actor because i mean this looks legit jake gyllenhaal actually looks like a goddamn fighter um but you know uh, it's acting so they did this in the middle of from what i understand in between the early prelims and the and the regular prelims and then they did some other filming in between the prelims and the main event so that's why if you saw there was like uh like a big Ronda Rousey like tribute thing. Um, they, it went on for a few minutes, like a, a while, kinda. Uh, but yeah, this is what they were doing, filming this. I mean, it looks legit. Like obviously, Jay Heron, like I said, is an ex-fighter, uh, but he definitely knows how to sell it. A lot of guys don't know how to sell it like that, and and he's doing damn good at it. They also filmed um, a whole weigh-in. They did um, the interviews uh, with um, uh, John Anik. They, they show the booth. I mean, it's all over um, Instagram and stuff. So I'm sure you've either seen it or you can go check it out there. But yeah, they made it legit. And this is for the movie Roadhouse, if I didn't say that. So, you know, Ronda Rousey was supposed to be starring in this as the woman, like, lead. Which was weird because Roadhouse wasn't a woman, right? It was Patrick Swayze. So then they switched it up and now connor's gonna be connor mcgregor's gonna be a part of this movie as well um he actually was the one that came out and said what was going to be going on during the fights and he led off the uh the weight the weigh-in stuff um right after the regular weigh-ins um he got out there and talked about how you know they were going to be filming and blah 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 so yeah i mean it's pretty cool i know uh connor has a pretty decent part from what i understand and he was sitting in the in the you know, sitting in the crowd with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and stuff during the regular fights. So, yeah, it's actually made me kind of excited to see this movie now. I thought, you know, the remakes of some movies kind of suck. You never know what you're going to get with them. This one's looking to be pretty interesting. So, uh, I'll, I'll be waiting for it to come out and see what it's about. Hopefully, it's not corny as fuck. Like I said, everything I saw from here looks, looks pretty legit. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on to the good juicy stuff here. We got the UFC 285 recap. Um, Jones versus Gone for the heavy, vacant heavyweight title. 
And then we had uh, Valentina Shevchenko, the current champ at the moment, versus Alexa Grasso. So I don't think anybody had Alexa Grasso coming out winning this thing, but she sure did. <laughs> she surprised the shit out of a lot of people, and I'm sure she made a lot of people some money, a lot of money, because uh, if you bet on her, if you bet on her to win overall, that got you some money because Valentina was like a at least a plus 600 favorite. I mean, a minus 600 favorite. Um, in some cases, she was in that, I mean, almost minus a thousand. I don't even know. I, I couldn't keep up. It kept changing. But, uh, yeah. And then if you bet on Grosso to win by submission of all things, like, damn, you definitely got some money. Uh, so, I mean, that was a good fight. And it, the way it ended with Grasso winning was insane. And we'll we'll get to that. But uh, the John Jones Cyril gone fight, not very long. It was a pretty quick um, outing for Jones. Uh, less than a round. I think it was only, barely over two minutes. And yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute too. Because there's definitely some good things to look at and, and go over when it comes to both of those fights. But the rest of the card was damn good too. I've got stuff from the early prelims. I got stuff from the regular prelims. And then I got stuff from the whole main card. So you know it was a damn good card if I'm covering all of that. Because I usually try to chop it down and only go over the things that like people are going to pay attention to or really care about. You know, early prelim stuff, most people don't give a shit. Um, you know, when you look in the stands there in early prelims, there's not even anybody out there. I've been to two UFC fights. And I've gotten there before any fighters have sh shown up in a cage. Before the show, you know, as soon as they let the, let me in the door, I'm there and in my seat. And I'm there from fight one till the end. So the two events I've gone to, that's what I've done. And anytime I ever go, that's what I will do because I just, that's what kind of fan I am. And so it's weird to see these fans not show up until the main card and stuff. I know you got to commit like hours upon hours. It's like six, seven hours, but... Fuck, paying that much money for a ticket, I'm there for it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get my money's worth, and I'm gonna see everything I can and take advantage of everything I can. Both events I've been to, I've seen fighters walking around the concourse and in the back, you know, where you go get drinks at the bathroom, you get pictures of people. It's cool, you get to talk to people. So I mean, yeah, it's like it's an event for sure that you you know can enjoy going to and really appreciate if you're that big of a fan. So for me, getting there early, that's the thing to do. But not everybody's that way. I get it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I got into that. But anyway, early prelims, we had Tabitha Ricci versus Jessica Penne. It went exactly how I thought it would. Uh, Tabitha Ricci in the yellow, Jessica Penne in the black. Uh, you know, it was kind of, I mean, we're talking round two. The first round wasn't the greatest second round Richie came out with a fire and she got she locked up this uh, arm bar and yeah that's pretty much what I thought was going to happen I mean I figured Richie was going to get the win regardless it was just how and you know this is a beautiful arm bar Jessica Penne she, she's 40 years old that's that's old for for a fighter and for a woman fighter you know there's there's a lot less women fighters than there is men fighters and yeah, being a 40-year-old in that game right now is, you know, not, it's uh, not ideal. So, um, I don't know that Penne's got a lot left in her, but um, 
it is what it is tap the reach he's a great fighter i've seen her fight a few times uh yeah she's got what it takes and she's got potential to be a real big star you know i hate to mention the looks and and all of this but she for marketing purposes she's got the looks she's got a great personality um her she lives her her uh her nickname baby shark i mean she loves that she comes out to the music and she makes a little fin on her head when she like she does it all so uh and, and she backs it up with her fighting so i mean for me i think she's a she's a she's a name to watch for sure and i and i feel like you're gonna get big things out of tabitha ricci so uh if you didn't watch that fight go back and check it out it was a damn it was a good one watching the end watching how she got there but uh moving on to uh ian gary ian machado gary <laughs> so yeah he uh he got dropped and i couldn't find anything that showed uh, it's weird i couldn't find anything that showed him getting dropped like no gifts no i mean i'd have to like go rip from a video of the entire fight um i i thought i'd find still pictures at least but anyway he got dropped uh in the first round but you know he recovered quick came back and as you can see here in round three you know he's putting in work on song and uh yeah, he's just backing him up the entire time, putting pressure, um, just a lot of high energy, which is crazy considering he got dropped in the first round. And then he went ahead and finished it uh, shortly after that last one, you know, dropped him, threw a bunch of uh, strikes on the ground, pretty much Song just turtled up and, you know, that let the ref know right then that he was done. So Gary got pulled off. It was over. He and Gary with the win. Um, Ian Gary is one of those guys that, you know, uh, you might get big things out of this guy too, because, you know, he's definitely out there getting his name out there, getting his face out there. He's one of those, um, one of those guys that doesn't seem like he'd be flashy, but yet he's walking around in a like full on tuxedo with a bow tie after the fight. So, you know, he likes to be noticed, I think. Um, and you know, he's, he's an Irish guy too. Uh, and he talks about, you know, McGregor and stuff and McGregor gave him his props and, and he did the Billy strut after his win. So that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, and, and that's what McGregor saw too. So he, he definitely gave him his props. He's, I think he said, Ian, you little Daisy or something like that. It was funny, you know, Irishmen and their ways of speaking is hilarious. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, he was feeling himself after that fight. <laughs> I thought we were going to see a lot of dancing this night because, you know, Valentina, when she gets that win, uh, she does that Russian, like, dance. But we didn't see that. So instead, ahead of time, we got Ian Gary doing his little tap dance, <laughs> which is pretty funny. So I had to include it in here because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the regular prelims that's how far we've gotten because ian gary was on the early prelims too we have trick is duplessis uh which is ddp if you want to don't want to have to try to say his name uh against Derek brunton and you know ddp comes out uh swinging like crazy and and he always seems to tire himself out fast and this is what i thought and this is what i've always seen out of him um because he just fought a few months ago too but uh, come to find out, I heard in an interview that apparently his nose is very fucked up um, and pretty much like he sounds like a, I don't know, he sounds like he's wearing a mask 
when he breathes because that's how bad his nose is. So I guess he needs to get that shit fixed because uh, he's always walking around to... Uh, what the fuck? All right. Um, yeah, I just got a weird text. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, he his nose is jacked. He needs to get that fixed. That's why he's always walking around with his mouth wide open, which is not good because you can get knock the fuck out if you're breathing with your mouth open and you know uh that's just not good when it comes to uh the fight game and if you can't breathe out your nose it's gonna mess with your breathing and you're gonna get tired faster so he's definitely got that problem but um after you know all those punches standing up this is him at the end of the second round just dropping crazy punches on Derek brunson and this was the end of the second round like i said Derek looks like he's done. I don't know how. I mean, DDP is looking like he is pretty much tired himself out. He's laying on Brunson, and, and it's like nobody's stopping the fight, but he looks like he needs to stop. So that ended the second round, and then something you don't see very often, as his coaches are getting up at the end of the second, they, his corner throws in the towel. So like I said, you don't see that very often in MMA. Um, a lot of guys are like, no, I'd rather get knocked out. I'd rather get submitted. I'd rather get put to sleep, whatever. I'd rather have it stopped by the ref. Nobody wants their corner to throw in the towel. But, you know, Derek Brunson's corner was like, we've seen enough. He's getting fucking annihilated. Um, and, you know, Derek Brunson is too tough for his own good. And he just wouldn't wouldn't quit. So uh, his corner quit for him, you know. And, and it sucks to say quit, but... I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Fucking these guys just don't know when to stop. And nobody wants to go out that way saying, oh, you quit. You're a quitter. But, you know, if your corner throws in the towel, they know you better than anybody. Your corner men, like, are training you. They go through everything with you. And they know where your breaking point is. So even when you don't think you, you're, break, you're at your breaking point, they know when you are. At least this is my understanding, okay? I'm over here talking like I fucking know. But this is just my understanding of everything I've heard and listen to plenty of interviews with cornermen and coaches and stuff. And a lot of them say that they would throw the towel in way more than it happens, except the fighter doesn't want him to. But Derek Brunson's corner knew that this was it. Um, he didn't need to take any more punishment. And the ref didn't stop it, so they did. And I don't blame him. And I, I kind of applaud him for it, too. Sometimes it just needs to happen. And, it, you know, live to fight another day or... Or live to keep on living, you know? Like, stop the fight so you can, you know, not take damage that's unnecessary. So, I'm down for it. Um, I don't want people throwing in the towel too early. Because, you know, that's the kind of weird shit that happens in boxing. It's like, they get the an inkling of not wanting to continue. And they throw the towel in. It happens a lot more in boxing. But uh, in MMA, you don't see it very often. So, that's why I kind of want... And I wanted to show that, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to have that happen. So, yeah, it happened. Um, unfortunately, Derek Brunson said before this fight that this this could be his last fight or definitely going to be one of his last fights that he was planning on retiring soon. So who knows? We might get an announcement even sooner, uh, considering, you know, if his uh, if his corner's throwing in the towel, then, you know, that just might mean that um, he's just done, you know, shouldn't go on. So moving on, though. 
we got Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. And this was a great, you know, throw from Bo Nickel. And his transition was even better for him to like know that he needs to throw himself around. And I mean, if you just watch his arm, what he does right away is go for that like guillotine, just like automatically, like it's second nature to him, which is badass. That just shows the, you know, the skills and the talent and the fight IQ that he has. Um, but on the flip side, uh, I, oh, also, as if you could see right there, Jamie Pickett is kind of grimacing in pain because he said that he said that Bo threw that knee and that it hit him in the nuts, right? But the ref didn't see it. The ref didn't stop it. And Jamie Pickett says that's why, pretty much that's why he lost. And he kind of said that Bo Nickel is a cheater. But that sucks for Bo too because instead of coming out unscathed and 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 making it just be a super dominant and you know great win for him it's got you got this controversy going around everyone saying that he's fucking a cheater and all this other shit and and jamie pickett was actually gonna appeal to the um to the commission to try to get it overturned but i guess he dropped that um so i and not too many times does that come out do you come out a winner with that kind of stuff um so you know Bo swears up and down that it hit him in the in the in the inside of his thigh that it wasn't his you know in the cup so it is what it is but anyway um after he took him down you know he got him down and check out his foot over uh jamie pickett's leg right there so it'll start over here in just a second but uh yeah right here how he grabs the inside of his leg and throws himself around to get the back i mean that's just crazy skill and quick you know quick thinking and then he takes the back and, and grabs the neck so you know Bo Nichols the truth like I I, I kind of wondered if he was really going to live up to the hype and hey I gotta say I'm on the fucking train I'm on the hype train because I mean right away his UFC debut and he comes out like this just quick fast um the only problem is when he got him in that choke uh well here we go when he got him in this choke what he needed to do right here is he needed to get his leg out for, and, and he did right there but he needed to step over and you know start you know kind of making that turn um and instead he stayed in this position for a bit too long and you know uh he could have just made that transition and gotten out of there and gotten that sunk that choke in even quicker but uh it took him a little while so you know i'm not just exactly sure he says himself he's not exactly sure why he didn't do it but that's kind of what he needed to do and we were talking about it as it as it was happening i was talking to someone else about the fact that you know he needed to get that leg out of there and start making that turn to cinch up that uh that choke and that head and arm choke and he just wasn't doing it but either way he he landed it he sunk it in anyway and he got jamie pickett to tap so it is what it is he got it done and he got that win um Moving on to Shavkat Rachmanov versus uh, Jeff Neal. Look at his leg going to the inside of Neal's leg before he starts pulling back on that choke. Like that was, that's the kind, same kind of shit that I'm talking about with Joe, uh, Joe Nickel, <laughs> Bo Nickel. Um, you know, him wrapping that leg around to get that leverage and kind of holding him there. I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't even know. I wouldn't have thought of that. But yeah, I mean, just watch how he puts his leg over and then he starts to bend him back like, damn. That's a hell of a choke and you can definitely see it on Jeff Neal's face right here. 
it's that's like a schoolyard ch like choke it's like what you, what the bully puts you in uh to get you to give you his lunch money <laughs> so yeah it's pretty funny but i mean it's legit you can see that squeeze it's under the chin and i mean he's got his uh he's got his hand locked up with his or his uh, it looks like kind of a gable grip and fuck man uh, he sunk in that choke and it was nice jeff neal wasn't having it um, and he was done so um he put up a good fight before that i mean it, this was a pretty good fight all the way around uh and yeah just watching him watching how he set up that choke and then getting the choke in like that i mean entertaining and and just super talented man shavkat's got a, a lot of good talent and i think he's got some real good fights coming up that uh a lot of people are gonna have a hard time beating him so we'll see how that uh pans out but that was an entertaining fight i liked it and uh yeah i'm talking a lot <laughs> i feel like i'm talking fast too usually i'm not going through shit this fast but like i said i kind of have a lot to talk about and uh yeah, I mean, there's good shit. I, this is how you know it was a great night of fights. I can, I remembered, I retained a lot of it, and uh, just rewatching some of these clips and stuff, it just gets me excited to know, you know, like what happened, how it went down, and all that. It was just good shit. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to the co-main event. I don't know what Valentina was thinking, but this was what, how she fucked up. She tried for that spinning back kick and unfortunately completely whiffed on it. Alexa sidestepped that, that kick and as soon as she turned her back, she jumped on her back. And this is what I was talking about. You know, before I was talking about Alexa Grasso having really good boxing and, uh, yeah, just having really good boxing and submissions, but, you know, her submission game is, I mean, it's great, but, you know, usually she's on her feet, throwing punches, boxing, because uh, that's what she's good at, but you get on the ground with her, and she's damn good there, too, so she just game planned and, and, and had the right one, apparently, because she said that she has seen Valentina throw a lot of spinning stuff and that she trained for it. And I wish I would have remembered to go back and get this video, but she proved that she did train for it. And this was this is just kind of like the Conor McGregor Jose Aldo fight, where they show you know uh, Conor practicing the move that he got Jose with in the in the locker room, uh, and Alexa did the same thing. Um, she uh, what was I gonna say? She um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Oh yeah, so the video showed her in the in the uh, in the locker room, just warming up, and she actually did this exact. They show it side by side. I should have gotten that video. I totally forgot because uh, I watched it like three times, being like, "Damn, that looks identical uh, to you know sidestepping that spinning attempt and just jumping on her back right away." She did everything correctly, and you know, oh shit, I completely pushed the wrong button. <laughs> Hold on one second, because I'm going to get this. This is what happens when I talk too much about one thing, and then I look down, and I'm over here pushing the wrong shit. Oh, I guess I'm I guess i good. All right, so let's... Uh... 
Nope, there it is. See, I knew it was I knew it was there. Hold on one second. I'm gonna fix this. There we go. Let's not go backwards. Let's go forward. So here's the actual submission. Brasso's put uh sinking that sub in. And I mean when she was when she was on the ground, uh we everyone was screaming like what? No way, no way. Because I'm thinking, you know, Valentina had her hands on, on her elbow and her forearm. And apparently that's the exact wrong thing to do. Like you're never gonna get somebody's arm free like that. So you should be fighting the hands, not the uh not the elbow, like not the arm that's choking you. You're supposed to be uh, trying to fight the hands, grabbing wrists and trying to, you know, get those from not locking up. As you can see Grasso here grabbing her bicep, you know, tightening up that choke. And then when she like turns her over on her back and, and kind of pushes her up with her with you know her torso like dude that's how you know she got that in um and this is how else you know because check out i know this looks like the same thing but watch what happens when she releases you can see the discoloration in valentina's like under her chin across her chin and on her neck so you know people were like that wasn't even sunk in you know this is why did she tap because pretty much if you put that much torque on someone's chin, you could break their jaw. So whether you believe that or not, try it out. See what happens. But if you get somebody that's going to, you know, put that kind of choke on you and that kind of pressure and that kind of leverage and that kind of torque, that's what happens. And Valentina is a very pale woman, right? You could tell by all of her tattoos are so like vivid and bright and she's just pale, you know? It is what it is, but she's Russian. What do you... <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so just looking at the discoloration there, it's, like, insane, man. That's how much pressure was being put on her. That's why she tapped. It was either tap... I don't think she was going to get put to sleep. I think it was going to get her... Or she was going to get her jaw broken. Um, you know, or she'd go to sleep. I don't know. Who cares? Either way, you could tell how fucking deep that was and how tight that was. So... Congratulations to Alexa Grasso. She beat the unbeatable. You know, Valentina's been that untouchable champion for quite a while now. So, and for Alexa Grasso to, to come in, the person, I, I had no faith in her, honestly. I, I feel bad saying that, but I legit had no faith in the fact that she would beat Valentina. I just didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be um the, the outcome of this. So... Congrats to Grasso for getting it done. And, you know, she becomes, well, you know, it's kind of to the second slash third Mexican born uh, UFC champion. Um, Brendan Moreno is the first official and he's still the champ right now. Uh, and then you got Yair Rodriguez, who just won the interim championship uh, in the featherweight division. And now you got Alexa Grasso in the women's flyweight so, uh, yeah, I mean, big ups to them, uh, you know, representing Mexico and those Mexican fighters, man, they, they do the damn thing. It's their time right now. You know, we had Dagestanis, uh, with all kinds of, you know, championship belts and dominating. We had, uh, African fighters, you know, Nigerian, uh, from Nigeria style benders, uh, what was it? New Zealand or yeah and then uh you had uh kamaru oh kamaru's from nigeria and then um 
this was when they were all champs and then Nganu's from uh senegal i think or something like that either way you know we had them three as champs we had yeah and, and now it's the mexican fighters uh just all holding those belts if yair can fight volkanovsky and and get the undisputed belt then there'll be three undisputed champs so uh it's pretty dope i like it i mean shit uh i didn't expect Grasso to win like i said and for her to to pull out that win like that was pretty badass so congrats to alexa Grasso and uh, they're already talking about the rematch i'm sure it was in a in the contract um even grasso said that uh valentina deserves that rematch because she held the belt for so long she's been such a great champ she deserves a chance to get it back so and i don't know i kind of feel like valentina was winning that fight maybe by at least a round uh going into that last round where you know the the sub happened so we'll see we'll see how she comes back and how that goes um but yeah moving on to that main event like i said didn't go very long didn't go past the first round and in this case it looks like it didn't even go past a couple minutes of the first round but this is exactly what i mean so the fight started off with cyril gone throwing a leg you know trying to throw an inside leg kick and catches john in in the nuts now it seems like it didn't really hurt him but it definitely from what i understand john jones said hey it didn't really hurt me but i'm gonna let him know that it happened because you know if i let him know it happened then they'll be on the lookout for it right this is coming from the guy who fucking pokes everybody in the eyes <laughs> now that's just me being salty against john jones but i mean there's literally compilations of him poking people and all the times he's poked people in the eyes in his uh fights so i don't know go check it out i'm not lying <laughs> and um yeah this was i mean there was no time for him to poke anybody in the eye with this one because as soon as he got cyril gone down to the ground i mean he did what john jones does and he finished him so you know he had two two attempts at this uh this kind of weird psych guillotine as you can see him trying to like adjust to sink it in right there but this was already after cyril got his popped his head out the first time and john just readjusted got a little more leverage you know and sunk it in he said the first time that uh the first time he had it he said it was like a a chiropractor just giving you an adjustment right he said he heard a pop but it was like oh that's that good pop you know that makes your back feel better and your neck feel better but then he said when he went back to put it in and he readjusted he said that uh yeah pretty much he heard a bunch of popping in in cyril's back and he's like yeah i knew he wasn't gonna stick in there for long that was it was over right at, right then and there so you know john jones gets up walks away but if you look in the background and see cyril khan um he's looking defeated to say the least but john jones walks away like a fucking g and i gotta give him his props it, it, you know now he's the heavyweight champ on top of the fact that you know he was already considered the goat he was already you know had have so many title defenses under his belt and yeah for him to come out and dominate like this there's a lot of questions still in my head about you know how is he gonna react to another heavyweight that isn't gonna just fold up 
because I hate to say it's zero, but you you folded like easily because you don't have wrestling, you don't have a ground game, and it sucks to say, but that's some shit that you need to get better at because he's a super athletic guy. He's got great striking, and you know he's got great cardio, but that doesn't mean shit when somebody puts you on the ground and submits you that fast. And yes, that is how good John Jones is. Because uh, me being the drunken fool, <laughs> I was texting with uh, Tommy from the Rumble podcast, and he was like, how about that shit? And I was all, Cheryl Gone is a pussy. <laughs> and I just said that because at the moment, that's what I was thinking. Like, fuck, man, you didn't even give him a fight. Like, how are you going to go two minutes get the, on the first time you get taken down and just get wrapped up and choked out? Like, what the fuck? So I was kind of mad about it, but, um, and, and, you know, Tommy made a good point because he was probably sober and not drunk and dumb like me. Uh, he, uh, he said, Hey, or is it that John Jones is just that good? And I'm like, ah, you're right. Like, I mean, my, uh, my regular brain took, took, you know, took that in and said, yeah, you know. You're right. Uh, Patrick says Ngannou would have beat him, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I see where you're coming from with that, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I think he would have gave, gave him a better fight for sure. I just think John has. Uh, he looked okay, so he looked a little chubby, right? A lot of people gave him shit for that, which is pretty hilarious. And he even said himself, he said, I'm going to have to tighten it up a little bit when I come back because he's got a little pudge. That's the first thing I said to everybody. I'm like, he's got a little pudge going on there, man. It's like kind of distracting <laughs> because, you know, yeah, he's a heavyweight now. And he said he had a big breakfast because he before weigh-ins because he wanted to uh, he wanted to weigh like right around where Cyril gone was going to weigh. He kind of knew where he was going to come in. Well, he wound up being like half a pound or a pound over Cyril's weight. So, uh, yeah. I just know that John has been in those wars like with Gustafson. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. If he gets hit by Nganu, yeah, I think Nganu could take his ass out. But Nganu was looking way better with his grappling and wrestling in that last fight against, uh, against Cyril Gon, actually. He actually took him down. As you can see, that's not a big feat when Cyril doesn't have any kind of defense. So, and, um, I don't know. I hate to, I hate to do it, but, you know, <laughs> there's a close-up of Cyril Gunn's face looking like, wow, did that just fucking happen? <laughs> it's, it's a damn shame. But, hey, again, when you don't do shit on the ground... I don't know what to tell you, bro. I mean, it's it's MMA. It's not fucking kickboxing. So maybe take up uh, Khabib on that offer to go to Dagestan and learn how to wrestle and learn how to grapple like they do because they definitely know what the fuck they're doing over there. So it might be time to take a little uh, adventure over. But, of course, we had some more dancing. Don Jones was definitely feeling himself. Uh which is hilarious. And there was so many memes and, and people talking shit about this. Like, first of all, why the fuck did he roll his shorts up like that? I get it. It's, you know, they're split on the sides because they're like Muay Thai shorts. They're good for kicking. They're less restrictive. I get it. Why not just wear the, like, compression type shorts then? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's not going to restrict you. They fucking, it goes with you, right? Well, and then, on top of that, listen, John, you're a little thick now. <laughs> and thick boys like that, you shouldn't be rolling up your shorts like a hot chicken coming out of a shower. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't, I, I, so, I mean, that's what makes his dance even funnier. Like, you know, he's got his shorts rolled up. They're all small. He, he's looking a little thick. And then he's dancing, shaking his ass. Like, I don't know. I laughed my ass off at this. It was pretty funny. But when I first saw him come out with his shorts like that, I'm like, why, dude? Why the fuck are your shorts rolled up like that? It's so weird. But, hey, he's a badass. He's a killer. I guess he could do what he wants. <laughs> but, I don't know. Make a different choice in shorts next time. I, I That's just my opinion. But, anyway. So, the talk now is John Jones versus Stipe. And Stipe was there at the fights. Front row. Um, he didn't go in the cage. But, you know, John right away said... Hey, you know, I want to fight what everyone thinks is the, the heavyweight GOAT. I want to fight Stipe. So, you know, that sounds like what they're trying to make happen. Um, I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that they, they don't have anything locked up yet. But the way Stipe was talking in an interview I, I listened to in the MMA uh, hour, it sounded to me like it was a sure thing. And he's saying July 8th, July 8th um, for International Fight Week um, for the UFC, which would be pretty dope because that, I mean, they, they usually put on really, really big fights during that time. It's International Fight Week. It, it, it's like the middle of the year, um, middle of the summer. They have the UFC, uh, used to be the Fan Expo. Now they call it UFC X. Um, your boys go into that. <laughs> I already bought my tickets. I already got my plane. Um, I, I, I mean... I already got my flight, and I already booked a room. So, uh, me and my wife are going. Anybody interested? You want to go check it out? I mean, the UFC X tickets are only 50 bucks. So, I couldn't pass that shit up. I know staying in Vegas is expensive, especially if you're flying. Blah, 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 blah. But, if you're down and you want to go, hit me up. Because I'm going. And I'm going to try to get some content for the podcast. So... Uh, you know, I'll do whatever I can. Um, you know, they have the weigh-ins for the fights and shit. So I'm gonna try to get myself into the weigh-ins. Uh, see what I gotta do to do that. Uh, you know, at UFC X, uh, you pretty much are gonna be able to meet fighters. Probably take pictures, autographs. Maybe I can, you know, at least get some footage of me with some of the fighters and stuff. That'd be dope. That's, I went to the UFC Fan Expo in 2013. And we met a bunch of fighters. I saw John Jones there. I didn't get to meet him. He was doing an interview. I, I, I stopped by, watched him for a second. Um, I went by George St. Pierre, saw him for a second. But, man, his line was, like, hours long. We stood in line for two and a half hours to see Chuck Liddell. But my kids were with us. They wanted to see him. I definitely wanted to meet him and see him. So that was cool. Uh, so, yeah, we did that. That was dope. Uh, I met a bunch of people. Anthony Pettis. Pat Barry, um, the Tap Out guys, uh, fucking uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Cats and Gano, fucking dude. There's so many, so many people. Like I saw a ton of people. It was badass. So I'm excited to go. That's in July. Check it out. Look it up. Book your shit. Meet me there. Let's go. 
anyway <laughs> moving on so yeah that's uh that that's the rumor john's talking about it. oh yeah, yeah yeah the other thing john said um they asked him at the press conference afterwards uh you know because uh Nganu right away tweeted out way to go johnny boy um something about him still being the you know ufc champ or or the best heavyweight out there or something like that and uh someone asked john jones what he thought of that and he said francis Ngannou is a pussy that's what he said that was his only statement and someone started asking him another question and he goes back to it and he goes you know what actually like that i like that i like that statement he's like he's a big fucking pussy <laughs> so that's what he thinks of Ngannou, which is weird because he was giving Ngannou props for standing up for what he what he thought was right wanting to hold out for the for the money he deserves and all of a sudden now he's just a giant pussy so i guess you got to play the game right we'll see how that goes but jones versus stipe is exciting I'm, i want to see it let it happen in july that'll be dope there'll be so much fucking so much craziness around that ufc x i'm sure it's going to be great regardless but you know because it always is they always make international fight week a really good card from bottom to the top just kind of like 285 was uh or better so yeah i'm excited but moving on to this week's event um ufc fight night 221 it is in vegas it's at the virgin hotels or some shit like that i don't even know what that means i don't know where that is um let's see i wanted i had it here uh virgin hotels las vegas that's all it says I don't know where the fuck that is. I hadn't even heard of it. But we got Peter Yon uh, versus uh, Marav Davalishvili, which is a matchup I didn't think I'd see this quick. But Marav's a fucking killer. His nickname's The Machine for a reason. He has great cardio. He has fantastic grappling. And, and he has the record for a single fight for takedowns it's like 13 like 13 legitimate takedowns in a fight pretty nuts so um yeah that was i mean what do you what do you do against and he's got a fucking he's got cardio for days he does not get tired he gets put in crazy submissions and doesn't tap um, he gets dropped over and over again, and he keeps coming at you. He's like, he's, that's why he's called the machine. And I know Burt Kreischer is the fucking machine too, but you know, he may be the machine in, in, uh, when it comes to drinking, partying and being a, a crazy comic, uh, a comedian, but, um, Marab is definitely the machine when it comes to MMA and, and combat sports. So, uh, but Peter Yan, you know, he, he's been on this downswing. He's a great fighter. He was a champ lost it in some stupid way we'll have that coming up in just a second but uh yeah this is um this is just one of those fights where marab can get uh catapulted to you know even higher than he already is peter yan is uh the number two fighter right now it looks like it says number two i don't know anyway he's still ranked high and marab is number three is that right now I got to go look at this because it's hard to see it in that picture right there. But I'm going to bring it up real quick. And I'm going to look a little closer. Because I want to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. And I honestly didn't think... 
Number two versus number three. Yeah. Shit. All right. So that's that's badass. Um, <coughs> that always makes for a good fight. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, at the bottom of the card here, so we got Saeed Nurmagomedov. Once again, another Nurmagomedov. Uh, again, another um, cousin of Khabib. So not only do they have, coincidentally, the same last name, it's because they're actually related. So we got two of Khabib's cousins fighting in two different promotions. <coughs> Shit, sorry. I got something <clears throat> bugging me. All right. So we got Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. And... <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know, we, the Dagestani wrestling, grappling. Uh, what else can you say? That's pretty much what you're going to get when you get a Nurmagomedov. So... Uh, and I'm trying to bring up real quick. I had this up, but apparently I'm, I'm dumb and I went ahead and closed it on accident. Uh, Jonathan Martinez, uh, 17 and four. I mean, he's coming He's He's on a four fight win streak. I couldn't remember how many fights it was, but his last fight was against Cub Swanson where, you know, he got that TKO off of leg kicks. So. Uh, yeah, that's something you need to have against uh, guys like Nurmagomedov uh, that are, you know, constantly on, you know, on their bike trying to get at you with those takedowns and shit. Um, you can stop some of that with a lot of these leg kicks. So uh, that'd be something good. I mean, besides that, though, his other three wins are all unanimous decisions, which is good. That means that he was dominant. But, you know, everything going to decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah man i can't wait to get my new laptop going so sometimes things just run slow <laughs> because i got too much shit going on here but uh nurmagomedov is also on a four fight win streak as well got good a good win against cody stamen um that was a submission yeah he, he's winning by submission or or decision uh he's got like one ko tko mixed in there but yeah, so we're looking at a pretty decent fight here. I'm probably saying that we got Nurmagomedov off winning for sure. But that's just me. He also beat uh, Ricardo Ramos, who is actually the next fight uh, against Austin Lingo, which I don't know why, but his, his name makes me laugh. Uh... What was I going to say? Oh, man, I'm losing my train of thought here. <clears throat> it's because I got something. Something's bugging me in my throat, and I can't seem to, like, figure it out. So I keep feeling like I got to clear my throat. And that's obviously not a great thing for anybody listening. Uh, But anyway, so we got Ricardo Lamos. Ramos. Lamos. Against Austin Lingo. Um, Yeah, not a whole lot going on here. I, I'm, I'm not... I mean, Austin Lingo's 9-1. Lights out. Who else was called Lights Out? I don't remember. Lights Out. Was that James Tony that had that nickname? It might be. Anyway, Lingo's coming off of two wins. So, yeah. Then we got the rescheduled fight. Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. 
So this was the fight from a few weeks ago that got uh, canceled because uh, Krylov got uh, Krylov got sick. <clears throat> like I'm feeling. No, I'm not sick. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I just keep feeling like I gotta clear my throat. It's driving me crazy. Um. Anyway, Nikita Krylov got sick. He got uh, food poisoning apparently. So he's fighting Ryan Span in that rescheduled fight. Krylov's coming off two wins uh, against Alexander Gustafsson and Vulcan Ozdemir. So, I mean, that's no joke. That's a hell of a a couple of fights. I mean, he lost to Paul Craig and Magomed Ankulayev before that, but he also beat Johnny Walker. So, I mean, Ryan Span is a badass, but, I mean, Krylov has a damn good record against a really good strength of schedule. So, I mean, those all those fighters are no joke. Um, Ryan Spann, though, coming off two wins. His last win is against uh, Dominic Reyes, and he also beat Ian Kutalaba. So, I mean, those two, uh, Dominic Reyes is a badass as well, um, even though he just hasn't been doing it lately, obviously. right? That loss against Ryan Spann was was a pretty nasty knockout. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, he has a loss to Anthony Smith, but he also beat Misha, uh, Misha Serkinov. Here's something interesting. I just talked about Krylov uh, beating Johnny Walker, but Ryan Spann lost to Johnny Walker. Now, I know MMA math, not the best thing in the world, but, you know, sometimes you get a you get something off of that when somebody has a win against, uh, when they both have a similar opponent and one has a win and one has a loss, you never know. But anyway, that should be a good fight. Uh, it's about time it happens now that, it, you know, I felt bad for Ryan Spann when it got... Uh, when it got uh, canceled because, you know, he got pretty emotional about the fact that uh, it got canceled. All the hard work that his team and his coaches put into his training and his training camp. So I'm glad. I hope he got taken care of money-wise that time. And I hope he he gets taken care of this time too. And maybe he'll go home with a bonus or, you know, something like that. But either way, at least he gets to fight this time. Hopefully nothing else happens and it gets canceled again because that would suck. But next off, uh, we got Alexander the Battle of the Alexanders. <laughs> so we got Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Damn, I was ab about to say Rachmanov again, <laughs> but <laughs> that was last fight. So uh, we got Volkov coming off a win. Uh, against uh, Garzino Rosenstruck. So, I mean, he's no punk for sure. Uh, and that was a TKO win for Volkov. Uh, he did lose to Tommy Aspinall, but I mean, kind of who doesn't right now, right? Uh, and he lost to Cyril Gone. So, but he had a pretty good win against Alistair Overeem, which we'll go over in just a minute. Um, Alexander Romanov. This dude... His nickname is King Kong, and he fucking throws fools. He picks up the biggest motherfuckers and throws them around. He's got, uh, he's got like crazy blast double legs. Um, but he is coming off a loss to Martin Tibera. Before that, he was on a holy shit. Uh, he was on a pretty good win streak. One, two, three, four, five fight win streak until he lost to Martin Tibera. Um, he beat Chase Sherman. Uh, that's about the only, that's about the biggest name on his, but like I said, 
he's got crazy grappling and wrestling and uh and and throws man he likes to throw people for sure so let's check out alexander volkov first he does have these crazy stabbing kicks like he did against walt harris here you know that stabbing kick to the gut like that definitely hurts the hell out of you uh digging those toes in the solar plexus like that it's nasty and walt harris was not having it and not happy about it um uh, but yeah, that's Volkov for you. And then he just follows it up with a lot of punches and gets that dub. Um, all right, here we go. What I was talking about with Alistair Overeem. I mean, he hit Overeem so damn hard. Overeem was like done. He looks like a little kid who just got punched in the face. And then he turns around like, mommy. <laughs> Which is fucked up. You know, Alistair was not doing well at the end of his uh, UFC career there at I think uh, Uberim is back, though. He's on the juice and winning some kickboxing fights and back to his old ways. But, uh, yeah, Volkov took him apart, made him look like a little child. So, yeah, he's dangerous. Um, I'm looking at him probably getting this win. But, you know, this is what I was talking about with Romanov. Look at that crazy blast double just fucking bulldozes the shit out of his opponent who's delima um but yeah that's impressive that's a hell of a takedown and like it's like a fucking truck just coming at you hitting you and then he picks up this big ass motherfucker and just throws him like he's a fucking ragdoll so when it comes down to it i mean that's some great strength to suplex the shit out of a big dude like that and, I mean, Romanov is not small at all by any means, but, I mean, that guy, wow. That's a that's a big motherfucker to be throwing around like that. So, we'll see if he can uh, manipulate Volkov that way and throw him around as well. That might uh, settle those uh, strikes and those kicks, but he's got to avoid that first. So, moving on to the main event, we got Pyotr Jan versus Marab Dravalishvili. Both some names that are hard to pronounce. Especially when I've been talking this long. <laughs> but that's alright. Uh, me, personally, I'm going for Marab in this one. I, I Peter Jan just... I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way for some reason. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't like the dude that much. Uh, he's coming off a loss to Sean O'Malley. Uh, which a lot of people thought was not a loss. But... Hey, in the end, um, he lost. So that's all there is to it. And that is actually, let me see here. That's actually like his third loss in a row. Okay, second loss in a row. So he's, he's coming off two losses, one to El Jermaine, where he fought Eljo for the uh, for the title again uh, for the second time and lost. Split decision, but it was a loss. He also lost a split decision to Sean O'Malley. That's the one I was just talking about. Um, in between there, he got a win against Corey Sandhagen. Another goddamn decision. That was unanimous, though. And then, before that, was that where he initially lost a belt to Aljamain Sterling with that uh, illegal knee, which I'll be showing here in just a second. You know, it, he was looking great up until then. I mean, he had one... Two, three, four, five, six, seven wins in a row. Uh, you know, and he had the belt. Uh, he beat Jose Aldo, Uriah Faber, 
Jimmy Rivera, John Dodson, Douglas Silva, Andrade. I mean, fuck, he's got a lot of names there that he beat. But he made that mistake against uh, Aljamain Sterling. And, you know, he, he he got a great win against Corey Sandhagen. But, uh, I mean, he hasn't... He lost again to Aljo when he fought for the belt again. So, yeah, uh, that one mistake really fucked with him. And he just hasn't been able to put it back on track. Now, he's fighting Marab, who is on... Let's see, he lost his... So, Marab lost his first two fights in the UFC, right? Wasn't looking good for him. But then he went on a crazy win streak. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight win streak right now. Beating the likes of Brad Katona, who's actually on this season of The Ultimate Fighter with uh, Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler. That's the fucking name out. Oh, no, not Michael Chandler. Yeah, yeah, Michael Chandler. But the name I was thinking of earlier was... uh, somebody else damn it whatever anyway beat casey kenny uh john dodson cody stamen marlon marais and jose aldo so fucking marab is just killing the game um a lot of his wins are by decision unfortunately but that's because he he does what these guys do he takes people down he punishes them on the ground and he doesn't let them up so it's gonna go to decision i wish he would get more you know, punches in there, more TKOs on the ground, or more submissions. Um, he did beat Marais by TKO punches, but the rest of his wins are pretty much by decision. Now, a lot of you might think that that means it's going to be boring, but he makes it exciting. Um, <coughs> like I said, with his nickname being The Machine, sorry about that. I don't know what the hell's wrong with my throat, but we'll add it to the list of things that have been going around for me this week. But anyway, with a nickname like The Machine, you know, like I said, um, Marab's a badass. So, uh, Piotr Jan, you know, beating Jose Aldo, he landing some great strikes and great punching. Um, you know, it's... Jose is at, you know, the tail end of his career here. Uh, so it is what it is. But still, to beat somebody like Aldo, him and Marab have both beat Aldo. So... Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's got really good striking. You know, he's a small, compact guy, but he's he packs a big punch. And, you know, if he catches you, he's going to catch you good and hard. So, uh, Marab's got to be ready for that one. But here we go. Oh, crap. I pushed the wrong thing. Again, of course, I couldn't go through yet another round of uh, stuff without pushing the wrong thing again. Anyway, here's that illegal knee, though. That's what I was looking for. So, I mean, it's pretty clear. You know, Eljo, he was get Eljamain Sterling was getting beat, okay? There's no way around it. He was getting beat in that fight. And, but it's clear as day that he had his knee down. And Jan just completely fucking knees him in the head. And a lot of people were talking shit about Eljo, you know, putting on a, a fucking complete show with the act and all that but i mean you tell me if you want to get kneed in the fucking head like that uh holding his head down and just kneeing him straight up in the in the fucking head like yeah it sucks and he couldn't go on so by disqualification peter yon fucking lost his belt to eljo and never got it back at least not yet so 
and Marab is a training partner of Aljamain Sterling. So this is going to get interesting if uh, Marab beats Jan. That's going to bring Marab up in the standings, which means if Eljo beats Henry Cejudo, if that fight still goes through, uh, then yeah, I mean, you might be seeing Marab versus Eljo, which they said would never happen. So then I think what will happen is Eljo's going to relinquish the belt so Marab can fight for the belt and he's going to go up and wait. But, you know, that's yet to come. We'll see what happens there. But here's Marab, you know, taking people down. This is what he does. Takes them down, gets them in a dominant position and, you know, punishes the hell out of everyone just like this. So... That's what Marab's looking at. Uh, Peter Jan has to stay off the ground if he wants to, uh, you know, make this a competitive fight. Otherwise, if he gets taken down, I don't know that he's going to be able to get up for Marab um, holding him down. And if he does get up, Marab will just take him back down again. Like I said, 13 takedowns in one fight. That's a record. Marab has almost beat that record a couple times. So that's just what he does. He'll take you down and he'll keep you there. And if you don't stay there, he'll take you down again. So... I'm rooting for Marab in this fight, but enjoy those fights. That's going down Saturday on ESPN Plus as, as usual. And yeah, uh, it's a Vegas fight, so I, I assume it's going to be early evening into the, you know, probably like 5 o'clock prelims, 7 o'clock, you know, main card or 5 o'clock main card. Sometimes they do it a little earlier. That's usually Apex, so I'm sure it'll be on normal time. But yeah, that wraps it up for that. Um, and that wraps it up for me. Uh, I'm going to stop clearing my throat and coughing in your ear now. <laughs> um, again, I'm, I'm, you know, besides a couple stupid button pushes here and there because I get off track, not too bad. So I, I, should, I should knock on some wood and shake my entire camera so that because, uh, I, you know, I still got to make sure everything recorded well and stuff like that. But anyway... I'm tightening it up. I'm trying my best. You know, um, I got this new laptop. That should help a lot. Um, and then on top of that, you know, like I said, I got some plans for some uh, guests coming up. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, I might get some good, really good guests coming up. And uh, obviously, we're going to have other good guests too, like Clark, returning guests like Clark and Patrick, hopefully. And uh let's we'll see hopefully we'll have a watch party podcast again here sometime soon i got a lot of good stuff coming I, i'm planning on trying to just make things better and better like i always say and yeah so be on the lookout for that catch me again next week uh i will be out of town for the next pay-per-view but i'm still gonna have the podcast on thursday uh i'm gonna be i'm be in vegas again uh, for my wife's birthday but uh yeah i'm gonna be probably watching the fights on my phone or whatever um that's a london card so that's gonna be on like early in the day anyway so uh but yeah i'll definitely have the podcast next week uh to preview all that do a little recap of this fight see what happens with marab and peter Jan. um yeah that's about it so catch me again next thursday same time and place uh check out my social media that i've had there on the bottom going through uh going rounds podcast everywhere except for twitter it's going rounds pod 
like and uh, follow me everywhere on there. I try to post a lot of good shit. Um, and you'll find out about the podcast coming out and everything like that. If you like audio only version, you can catch me on all the platforms. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere. Um, and yeah, go follow me there. Uh, rate it, review it. Tell me if you like it. Like this video and share it with somebody. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for the support. I appreciate you, Patrick and Clark, in the chat. Um, yeah, and if you guys are watching this later, you know, drop some comments in if you want to. And any questions you got, I, I get all of it and I'll respond as I can. So, yeah, I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Watch Bellator. Watch uh, UFC. And we'll see you next week. All right? Uh, let me get my shit together again. Of course. I'm never ready. But that's all right. <laughs> all right, guys. Check you guys later. Peace.